Welcome to day 270 of Shaped by the Word. I'm Paul Camp here with Cindy Camp and Matt Kresge. We continue in one of the most fascinating sections of Scripture in the Gospel of Matthew, the Olivet Discourse, where uh, the disciples have looked at the temple and they've just been enamored with the beauty of the building and the grandeur, you know, of its gates and the gold, you know, surrounding the top. And Jesus tells them, I tell you the truth, that not one stone will be left standing on the other. And of course, in chapter 23, he's already said, mourned over the city of Jerusalem and said, how often I would have gathered you, but your city will be left to you desolate. And so, you know, chapter 24 answers, you know, two questions the disciples, you know, put to Jesus. They, they first said, tell us when this will happen. And they may have in their own mind conflated that, you know, with the immediate, you know, return of Christ. And then the second, you know, question they ask, and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And the answer is not the one that they wanted to hear. He said that there will be a long period of time where there'll be great difficulty on the earth and great challenges that even the elect you know, have the possibility of allowing their faith to grow cold and to being drawn off you know, by different messiahs and different claims and you know, in, in, in different you know, worldviews. And uh, he brings it you know, to uh, where we come today. Do not get caught up in trying to, you know, identify the day and the time, but to, you know, keep your eyes on Jesus and be faithful in the difficulties. And, and of course, Paul has told us things will, in the latter days, get go from bad to worse. People, you know, being deceived and deceiving other people, and we, you know, clearly need to set our hearts and minds on Christ Jesus and understand that He is the one who sustains us all the way to the end. So as we continue in chapter 24, uh, Sandy, why don't, you, why don't you pray for us? Sure. Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for a time set aside to be in your word. Uh, Father, we thank you for your word because it uh, has the um, ability to, to convict of sin, but also to bring comfort, Father, and to encourage so, Father, I would just pray that as we're in your word this morning, that you give us exactly what we need, um, that you are, by your spirit, taking us into a deeper faith and love in you, Lord, and with you. So be with us as we look at your, your words now, Father, and thank you for this time. In Christ's name, amen. Matthew chapter 24, verse 36. Um, but about that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be in the coming of the Son of Man. For in the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, up to the day Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them all away. That is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Two men will be in the field, one will be taken, the other left. Two women will be grinding with a handmill, one will be taken, and the other left. Therefore keep watch, because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known at what time of night the thief was coming, he would have kept watch and would not have let the house be broken into so you, all must, so you also must be ready, because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. Who then is the faithful and the wise servant, whom the Master has put in charge of the servants in his household to give them their food at the proper time? It will be good for that servant whose Master finds him doing so when he returns. Truly, I tell you, he will put him in charge of all of his possessions. 
But suppose that servant is wicked and says to himself, My master is staying away a long time, and then begins to uh, beat his fellow servants and to eat and drink with uh, drunkards. The master of that servant will come on a day when uh, he does not expect him, and at an hour when he is not aware of it, he will cut him to pieces and assign him a place with the hypocrites where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And again, you have that graphic image of separation from you know God's presence, you know, thrown out of the presence of God, where there'll be darkness and weeping and, and gnashing, you know, gnashing of teeth. Great regret you know, in many instances, but uh, maybe not even repentance, you know, of any mm-hmm. form or fashion, you know, that, that is deep. So, uh, what are some of the things that stand out as we finish the Olivet discourse and bring it together? Yeah, yeah. I it, the initial thing that stands out to me is just. He says, you know, for as in the days um, before the flood, people were eating and drinking, marrying, giving in marriage up to the day Noah entered the ark. You know, they were just going about their normal everyday lives, mm-hmm. you know, enjoying the things that that we enjoy. And I mean, we can get so fixated at times on like, well, when is Jesus going to come back? We're trying to interpret the signs. And and Jesus, says, you know, even if we could start to recognize some of the signs, you, know, you almost have this sense of which like Jesus is saying, don't even worry about it. the day and hour is unknown. But you're so busy with the things that are in front of you, you'll miss it anyways. Yeah. You know that, that you you get to enjoy all these common graces God has given you, but you've turned those into the ultimate things, and you're going to miss it when I come. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, he ends you know with a series you know a series of parables. One is, you know, therefore you know therefore keep watch. You know, if you knew exactly when your house was going to be broken into, you'd be waiting down there. Yeah. You know, with whatever defense mechanism you, you have, whether it's a baseball bat or what, whatever, or a, <laughs> a blow dart or what, whatever. Yeah. But if you knew the moment, you, you would prevent it. But you, you need to be, you know, deeply aware. And then he, he gives a nice, you know, dual parable about a faithful servant. And it really leads us into what, what should we be about, you know, while the master delays his coming. And that is, you know, feeding and taking care of his household. So there's a nice, you know, shepherding image, you know, here that we are deeply responsible for one another and investing in one another. And then, of course, you have the inverse of that. If someone said, ah, it's, we've got a long time, so let's just kind of eat and drink and abuse people around us. And, yeah. uh, you know, it, it, uh, uh, it's very kind of a graphic, you know, contrast that we get sloppy in our relationships. We get sloppy, you know, in our lifestyle. And, uh, you know, it'd be so tragic. You know, for him to come in that you yeah. know, in that moment, so always live in such a way that he he could come back at any moment. You know, it's pretty arrogant of us to think that we know when Jesus is going to come back. You know, or mm-hmm. I mean, he says over and over again. So you must also be ready because the Son of Man will come in an hour when you do not expect him. But that call to readiness, you know, or that call to waiting, is not a passive waiting where we're just like kind of oh, uh, we just don't know. So. Uh, don't think Let's about, just go about our lives. Yeah, you know, yeah. waiting. When you see waiting in scripture, a lot of times it's an active waiting. You know, it's it's doing the things that God has called you to do to be actively waiting for Him. Uh, what's kind of the, you know the watchmen on the watchtower? You know, they didn't just sit up there like oh, no one's ever going to come. I mean, yeah. They were they were active in their waiting. Yeah, I was kind of thinking the same thing because even if you look at um, forty, the two men in the field, one will be taken, the other left. The two women grinding with a a hand mill, one will be taken and one will be left. It, it does kind of seem as though they're going about their daily living too, you know? So it's kind of an interesting kind yeah. of way of looking at 
No, it, 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 you know, there is, there, there, there's a dual call here. One is to, you know, be about the everyday business of life, but the other is to be about the father's business mm-hmm. uh, and the nurture of his household. Uh, and, 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 during, yeah. and of course, there's, you know, two different takes on that. The one taken away could be, you know, the rapture, but the other is that the, 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 the one is taken away is taken away in judgment and the others are, are left for the consummation of the kingdom. We, we have a lot of fun, fun <laughs> a lot of fun twist on this, yeah. you know, or, 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 or out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I think it's just a reminder to me that man, as we wait for the Lord's return and, and uh, you know, obviously, God's called us to to work, you know, and and to to play in, in the city and to seek the good of the city and, and those sort of things, you know. But would we be found faithful to Him in those activities? You know, it's not like you know Jesus is you know, rebuking them or saying y'all just need to sit up and read Scripture and pray until I come back. You know, it, it's almost as if He's saying. You don't get caught up in all these other things that you miss me in them, you know, or you enjoy my fellowship in in those things. Yeah. Um, it, it is easy, especially where we live and in our culture, to just get caught up in the, the eating and drinking and, and playing and, and TV and you know it, whatever it is that, that captures our attention. It may not even, you know, we think oh it doesn't have our affection, but yeah. a lot of times where our attention goes, it's because our affection's there. No, that's right. Of course, you know that's part of the Sermon on the Mount where you're treasures there your heart will be also and, and of course that feels reversed to us you know we want to say where your heart is your treasure will follow but you decide to treasure something and your heart flows into that you know treasure and of course we are you know to treasure you know not you know the treasure our savior treasure the person of the lord but to treasure his work what he has called us to do to be you know the faithful and wise servant who is found about the father's business you know when when he returns and of course realizing there'll be great reward they'll put him in charge of many or many of his possessions or as we've already heard and uh you know actually that's tomorrow's reading so i'm not going to get ahead of that, that, <laughs> that. Oh. i remember you know uh, in ministry uh there was a booklet put out in you know 1988 and it was called 88 reasons you know the lord will return in 1988 and it sold like gangbusters and everybody was ready for the Lord's return in 1988 or in many circles. And of course he didn't return in 1988. It's uh, happens to be, you know, 2021 right now. Uh, and oddly enough, the next year, the same guy published another book called 89 reasons. The Lord <laughs> retired. Right? And it, did, it didn't sell you know, millions of copies, but it sold, you know, it sold almost half as many. And he's still doing the same thing that scriptures warned us not to do is speculating yeah. on the time and place, whether being, you know, caught up in the father's business yeah. and doing exactly uh, what he's called us to, you know, to, to be about. It's one of those things. I think at times speculation can be easier than actually doing what we're called to do. Yeah, and and even I, I mean, I've interacted with people that they read this mm-hmm. chapter and, and it terrifies them. You know, they, what is Jesus doing here? You know, I need to know the signs. I need to know when he's coming. I need to be, you know, and and I don't think that Jesus would be giving us this, you know, to scare the elect away or to, you know, ah, it's going to get really hard for you guys. Good luck. Hope you make it. Yeah, he, yeah. this is meant to to encourage the disciples and encourage the readers that yeah, judgment is a real reality, but. But hold fast. You know, there, there is a day. I, I won't forget you. I won't leave you. There's a day I'm coming back. The consummation of all things is coming. You yeah. know, and, and so stand firm until the end. It's, a, it's an encouraging text that, you know, it's, we're just not a, a culture that enjoys, 
maybe judgment, you know, or hearing the prospects of judgment at times. But no, th- th- we have and, to know the prospects. And this is not, you know, this is not pleasant to know no. that uh, we will be, you know, living in times when there there will be increasing, you know, darkness in the world around us and increasing challenge, you know, to the very faith, you know, that you know that we hold on to, and increasing, you know, challenges, uh, you know, from all, you know, from all corners, both inside the faith and outside the faith. And that's not a pleasant prospect, but it is comforting to know that this is not something that falls outside of God's yeah. plan. And it's also comforting to know that this is something that God has promised, you know, that he will sustain us, you know, through. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's also comforting to know that we do have a purpose, you know, in, in, in mm-hmm. this moment and to be, you know, and to be about that purpose. So it, it is a, it is a, you know, a passage that, uh, you know, on many levels, you know, uh, is a heavy passage, but it's yeah. also on many levels a very encouraging passage. Mm-hmm. And knowing that he will, you know, one day come. And uh, in that moment, we fully rejoice in, in, in the reward he has you know, for us. And so the call is to now be, you know, found faithful. So, Matt, why don't you close us with a word of prayer? Yeah, let's pray. Father, would we be found faithful? Uh, it's stewards over those things that you've given us, over the work that you've called us to do, would we be found faithful until you come. Father, fix our eyes and our hearts um, on you. Give us a a greater desire for you and for uh, the things you've called us to. Uh, Father, we love you. Uh, Be with us this week. Help us to live as your people, um, proclaiming and sharing the gospel with with those who don't know you. Um, And God, would you save some through us? We love you. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.